The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell. And I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, sometimes referred to as the First Lady of New Thought. Check us out when you are in our area or online at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. for our live stream. Or join us when you're in Chicago for our Wednesday evening Bible 365 worship service. Today's show is the second show of a new series that I started last week called Genesis, the Creative Process. And basically what we're doing for this series is explaining the metaphysical and mystical symbolism of the first chapter of Genesis that uh, the co-founder of Unity, uh, Charles Fillmore, referred to as the creative process. So what I'm going to be doing today is explaining the first day of creation uh, and only the first day. We're going to take each show going forward will be on one day. And today we'll be talking about Let There Be Light. Now, just a quick review, just as a reminder of what we're doing. Again, we're doing the metaphysical, spiritual, mystical symbolism behind the surface literal interpretation of the scripture. Last week, I did a lot of background on that. So if you didn't get an opportunity to listen to the show last week, I recommend that you do because I explained um, how we interpret the Bible metaphysically. I talked about some history on Genesis and why um, the, the first chapter of Genesis is an allegory a story told in symbol to depict the spiritual truth, not necessarily literal history. I know that some people um, uh, think that the first seven days in the creation story are literal. Um, that's not my position. And if it is, it isn't. It has nothing to do with the metaphysical symbolism. But my position is that it isn't. And I wanted to read this quote from Charles Fillmore. I'm reading it out of the essential Charles Fillmore page 223, uh, chapter 15. But the 
quote is actually from the chapter Spiritual Man. I believe it's chapter one in Mysteries of Genesis. This book pulls different things from his books. It states that what is stated in the book of Genesis in the form of allegory can be reduced to ideas. And these ideas can be worked out by the guidance of mental laws. Thus, a right understanding of mind and especially of divine mind is the one and only logical key to an understanding of the beginnings of man and the universe. So what Fillmore is basically saying is when you actually start studying the allegorical interpretation of the first chapter of Genesis, these this story can be reduced to ideas or divine ideas. And these divine ideas have to be worked out through the guidance of mental law through the application of consciousness. So when we're actually working with the first chapter of Genesis, we're actually unfolding God ideas, divine ideas to bring into manifestation. He goes on to say uh, on page 224 in Essential Charles Fillmore, the Bible is the history of man. In its 66 books, it describes an allegory, prophecy, epistle, parable, and poem man's generation, degeneration, and regeneration. It has been prized, excuse me, it has been preserved and prized beyond all other books because it teaches man how to develop the highest principle of his being, the spirit. As a man is a threefold being, spirit, soul, and body, so the Bible is a trinity in unity. It is body as a book of history, soul as a teacher of morals, and spirit as a teacher of the mysteries of being. So what he's saying is you can study the Bible at different levels. You can study it as history for the parts that are actually historical. Uh, that's body. You can study it as soul, as a teacher of morals, ethics. Many times when we start talking about right and wrong, et cetera, et cetera, people study the Bible from that level. But when you start studying the Bible from the level of spirit, it's a teacher of the mysteries of being. So what we're doing today is studying the Bible from the standpoint of it being a teacher of the mysteries of being or the mysteries of God or the mysteries of spirit. And when we understand the mysteries of spirit, we understand ourselves because we are created in the image and likeness of God in the image and likeness of spirit. And therefore, if God is spirit, we are spirit. Our true nature is spirit, just as we are spirit, soul, body. So when we understand how spirit works, we understand how we work. When we understand how spirit manifests and experience, we understand how we manifest our good, our life, our love, our wisdom, our power and experience. So to go on to quote Fillmore on the bottom of page 225 in the Central Charles Fillmore, again, these quotes are actually taken out of Mysteries of Genesis, the, uh, the first chapter. In the first chapter of Genesis, it is the great creative mind at work. The record portrays just how divine ideas were brought into expression. A man must have an idea before he can bring an idea into manifestation. So it is with the creations of God. So again, when we start talking about bringing an idea into manifestation, that's what the creative process is all about. The first chapter of Genesis is teaching us how do we take the ideas of God, 
the goodness of God, the inspiration of God, the health of God, the prosperity of God, the wisdom of God, the peace of God, and bring it into manifestation. How, you know, when when we follow the steps, it manifests as a thing, and then thoughts become things. I'm to go on quoting Fillmore because I have one more good quote I want to give you before we start getting into the scripture. He states that the whole of the first chapter, talking about Genesis, is a supermental statement of the ideas upon which evolution is based. Mind, capital M, projects its ideas into universal substance. And evolution is the manifestation of the ideas thus projected. The whole Genesis record is an allegory explaining just what takes place in the mind of each individual in his unfoldment from the idea to the manifest. Now, that was laying foundation for what we have to talk about today, which is let there be light. And I want to read the Genesis story again. This is from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And it says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, excuse me, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Now, when we start talking about light, metaphysically, light represents illumination. So light was was a big deal in biblical culture because you got to remember, we think in terms of we have electricity, um, we have um, modern structures um, we can manufacture artificial light, but in ancient days, they had torches and they had the sunlight. They had lamps and they had the sunlight. They had moonlight to an extent. So for them, light became a symbol of illumination, not just for the things they had to do in their outer lives, but what was actually going on in their inner lives. Light is or illumination means at, that we at times function either in levels of ignorance or unawareness at times. It's not always ignorance. Sometimes it's just unawareness and ignorance to a certain extent just means you don't know. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. So light was used many times to explain coming out of a state of lack of awareness or ignorance or unawareness into coming into an awareness of truth. Just give you an example of a couple of scriptures. This is from Psalm 18:28 You Lord keep my lamp burning my God turns my darkness into light Now I would strongly suggest that this has nothing to do with a real lamp and it was actually written allegorically symbolically to to let the reader know or understand and actually the psalms are psalms so they were singing these to let people know that that God keeps the illumination, the wisdom, the insight, the, the inspired thought going within the soul of the person who wrote it and within our souls. 
And God can turn our ignorance, our unawareness, our lack of awareness into light, into illumination where we see. Because one of the things that light helps us do literally, physically is see. You know, you know, when we many times are working with a situation, all of a sudden we say, oh, yeah, I can see that. That's illumination. That's light. It has come up. It has come. We've, we've become aware of something that was previously hidden from us because it was our consciousness couldn't see it because it didn't have the illumination. You know, one of the scriptures says, you know, your word is a lamp unto my feet. Feet metaphysically represent understanding in context to the material or the physical manifestation. So the the light always has a fantastic symbol of guiding humanity or enlightening humanity in a way that allows us to take the next step in evolution. I have a couple other scriptures talking about light, laying foundation. This is from Psalm 19.8. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The, com- the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Now, again, giving light to the eyes does not just necessarily mean physical eyes. Just like the sun gives light or a torch or a lamp gives light to our physical eyes, the spirit of God within us, the activity of God within us, the Holy Spirit activity within us, the Christ presence within us, our true spiritual nature within us gives light to our perceptions. So we are claiming let there be light. We're asking that the consciousness be awakened to the truth. I have another scripture. This is from Psalm chapter 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, when we realize that the Lord, and again, the Lord is, is, is the presence and power of God working in me, through me, as me, is my light and my salvation. My salvation from what? Anything that I need to be saved from. In other words, saved from my mistaken perceptions, my mistaken beliefs, my improper actions, uh, the things I've allowed myself to become attached to, the things that I have allowed myself to fear, the, the things like the ill health, the things like the, the, the lack of, of prosperity, the things like discord in my life. The Lord is my light. It allows me to see it differently, see it completely, and it allows me to handle it differently as well because it's my light and my salvation. Psalm 97, 11 says, light shines on the righteousness and joy on the upright in the heart. So righteous does not mean pious human stuff. Righteous means thinking and acting in alignment with universal principle or divine law. So light shines on those who work or live in alignment with the spirit of God within themselves. Hopefully that helps. You'll understand. Now, Isaiah um, verse chapter 9, verse 2 has a powerful scripture. And it says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And it's important when you realize 
that that people walk in darkness. And darkness does again doesn't necessarily mean darkness physically, but darkness can also represent again lack of awareness or ignorance. So when the people are walking in darkness and they have seen a great light, that means that again the scripture before verse three said that the wind of God or the spirit of God swept over the face of the waters. So what brings about this revelation is the spirit of God within us. Uh, the apostle Paul called it the fullness of time. What does that mean? That means that when the soul is ready at some level, is open to being awakened to the truth of his being. What that looks like, I don't know. What that means, I don't know. What I can say is, with the Apostle Paul, it's the fullness of time. Sometimes it seems though you're praying with somebody and 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 praying with somebody, and praying with somebody over and over and over again. and and what ends up happening is out of nowhere, you have they have a breakthrough. You say, I've been telling you that I've been praying about this all along. Well, you know what? It was the fullness of time. That's all I can say. It was the fullness of time. And you can't get around that. You can't get around it. Um, anyway, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These things I will do. I will not forsake them. So this is the inner spirit saying to us, as when we are in the blindness of human consciousness and not seeing things panoramically, seeing things from a full point of view, that the spirit of God within us will lead us in ways we have not known. Why don't we know them? Because we were ignorant to them. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. Why do we need to be guided? Because we don't know where we're going. I will turn that darkness into light. What, what does that mean? That my lack of awareness will turn into awareness. So it's important for us to realize that when that happens, then the light of consciousness makes the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight. And again, it says these things I will do. I will do. And it's important you realize that when you get in contact with the spirit of God within you, it does the work. It does the work. And things that we call miraculous happen. Things we call miraculous. So it, it is highly important that you realize that. Now, I want to talk for a moment. Let's take a break. And obviously, I want to hear from you. You can call in at 888-558-6489. That's 888-558. 6489. I would love to hear from you so we can discuss some of these points that I'm bringing. I have some more scriptures and some more points, obviously. Don't worry about calling in. You won't throw me off on my groove. I would like to hear from you. So when we come back from the break, please call and we'll go forward talking about that there be light in your experience. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Truth Transforms. 
If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature, rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less blue and a lot more Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line. We have uh, uh, Reverend Bob Yarbrough online. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing this morning? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. You have a question. Um, I would uh, love to hear well, you were talking about the the creative process and making the differentiation between, you know, like where you said, let there be light in the enlightened consciousness, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and darkness or the unenlightened consciousness, just, you know, just kind of like 
you know, when God created the heavens and the earth, the greater and the lesser experience in this life and how things are brought forth in the creative process. And my question to you is, as you were laying down how we can go about creating the things in our life that we want and desire, does that same process work as the things that we don't desire come into our lives? Are we creating that, too, through the same process? Well, the process is the process. The mind works in a way. Now, the creative process in and of itself was created to bring about or manifest divine ideas. But let's just be clear. Uh, any, you know, you know, you know, if we go through the steps of putting faith in something, put it in our will and something, put it in our imagination and things that we're going to be going through in the uh, upcoming weeks, if we start doing some of that stuff, we're going to manifest some things, but it won't necessarily be harmonious in our lives. The creative mm-hmm. process was created for us to bring ha- harmony in our lives. And I think the, the one difference that I would make, if I would make a differentiation, uh, Reverend Bobby, would be that when we start off with let there be light or let there be illumination, that is the difference yeah. between how we normally start a process. Normally we don't okay. start off with let there be light. Normally we start off with this is what I want. I don't care uh, about consequences. I don't care about cause and effect. I don't care about anything else other than what I feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so when we start the process off and use for lack of terms, you know, I'm, I'm putting this in quotation marks as I say it. Using okay. God's method, and I'm using that in quotation marks, internet audience, God's method yeah. in a sense of the creative process is if you want to build something that is lasting good, use this process. We're going to start off with the realization that, that you know, we're only working with universal unmanifested substance and, un, you know, and to bring it to a thing, into into manifestation and have it be harmonious and in alignment with the absolute essential character of God, which is absolute good, according to how we teach it in new thought is start off with, let there be light. That means I need to have some level of illumination in my consciousness. That means I need to do my prayer work. That means I need to do my meditation work. That means that I need to know how and work in alignment with universal principle and know that, if I'm putting something out there, am I following the golden rule? You know, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Am I understanding what Apostle Paul says when he says, uh, whatever man sows, so shall he reap? That's understanding mm-hmm. it from the standpoint of let there be light. Am I coming from a standpoint of love? Because if God is love, then we should be coming from the position of love when we do things. So I think the main difference between manifesting our experience and using the creative process is the creative process brings things into our lives without the harm that sometimes a normal thought process will bring. You can do every uh-huh. other step in the creative process and it's uh-huh. not the creative process, but it'll still bring you to or manifest things in your life. You can, you know, okay. we'll talk about, you know, faith and imagination and all that stuff. You can do all that stuff, but if you don't start off with let there be light, you're going to trip yourself up. And you might end up thank praying you, to get rid of mm-hmm. that which you say you wanted anyway. But thank you. Right. Right. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you back. Thanks. God bless. Uh-huh. So, Bye-bye. Bye. So as we start, again, working with this concept of light, as, as I was talking about with Reverend Bobby, one of the main th- differences is 
using this process instead of normal thinking processes is that you start off seeking the wisdom, seeking the illumination of God. Uh, and when we do it this way, we it, it allows us to stay in alignment with the will of God for us, which is good. And when we are in the will of God, which is good, the only thing that can come out of the will of God is good. So make sure that you understand that what I'm talking about is bringing um, uh, complete wholeness into an experience. And that's really important. Now, so I have other, some more scriptures I want to read to you because, again, the Bible really drives home this concept of light. It says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. Now, when we are living in the darkness of, of again, ignorance, unawareness, lack of awareness, not knowing, when that light bulb moment happens where you can clearly see that spirit is illuminating you, a light has dawned. And it seems as though we've been living in the shadow We've been living in the shadows and we can't clearly see. If you ever tried to find something in your home and you didn't turn the lights on, you just assumed you knew where it was. And, it, and sometimes you just have to what? Turn the lights on so you can clearly see. But when you're dealing with life and things are not working, you have to turn the light on from within so you can clearly perceive what is actually happening and what's not happening. Because as scripture says, spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. Again, I still have more scriptures. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Again, we're talking about Genesis chapter 1. Let there be light. And the light was good. And, and God separated the light from the darkness, which we're going to talk about sh shortly. But I want to drive home this point of why light is so important and it's used over and over again in scripture. At Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, Jesus is uh, telling his followers, his disciples, that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it, put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So Jesus is saying that you are the light. I know down the line, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But he, but he also says you are the light of the world. But we have a responsibility to share our illumination, share our insight, share our inspiration with others. He says, let your light shine. Let your illumination shine. Let your enlightened consciousness shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify God. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of life. Excuse me, light. Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
So Jesus is saying to us that the that the body again, metaphysically, body just means manifestation. Your body is not just your physical body. Your body has is anything that is connected to your outer world, to your three dimensional world. Relationships are body. Your job is your body. Your finances is your body. Your your you know friendships body anything that's body anything that's connected to the outer physical you is body so if your perception is healthy your eyes how you see life if your consciousness is clear your whole body or your manifestations will be full of that light but it says but if your eyes are unhealthy in other words your perception is lacking then your whole body will be full of darkness in other words that you'll be functioning, I'll be functioning, we'll be functioning in a space that's not necessarily beneficial to our well-being. I have more scriptures. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So even in the midst of human consciousness and ego, in an ego driven society and the conditioning, uh, conditioning, conditioning of society, there is a light within each one of us that we call the indwelling Christ that cannot be overtaken by ignorance. So it's really important that we realize and understand that. So when we realize that ignorance cannot overtake the truth of who you are, you have experiences, you don't, you are not the experience. You have experiences, you are not the experience. Again, going to uh, the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 12, says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Again, follow me in what? Follow me in consciousness. Follow me in working in alignment with principle. Follow me in the trusting of spirit. Follow me in this awakened level of consciousness. That's how we follow Jesus. Okay. Again, he said, follow me. Follow me. Follow my example. Follow my way. Follow my methodology. Follow, follow, follow. Over and over again. Now, in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 46, it says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Now, believe in me is an Aramaic idiom that means follow my method. In other words, do it the way I do it. You know, it's the scripture where Jesus says, you know, eat my body and drink my blood. That means incorporate my teachings, because when you say you eat something, it becomes a part of who you are. So it's important for us to realize that we need to be in the space that allows us to believe in the truth that can set us free. All right. In the first epistle of John, chapter one, verse five, there's a powerful message. It says. This is the message we have heard from him, meaning from Jesus, and declare to you 
God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So again, so when we hear that God is decreeing, let there be light, that's powerful. That's powerful. Because let there be light allows us to be able to realize the truth of God in ourselves and in others and see the omnipresence of God in all things and allows us to make miracles happen, which is the higher outworking of the law in our experience. So having light allows you to be able to do things. There are things physically that you can't do without light because you can harm yourself or it won't be done properly. Well, in our interactions with others, there are things that we do that if we do them without the light of spirit, without the illumination of spirit working through us, we might do more damage than good. So it is important for you to understand, for us to understand, you know, um, we need the light. We need the light. Consistently, we need the light. So let's go back to the day and the night. God called it good, which is important. God called it good. God called the illumination that we receive good. It is highly important that we realize that if we want to start a process off properly, that we should be praying, let there be light. Now, one of the things about Genesis chapter 1 is that God creates through command, through language, through the word. And don't overlook this. God declared it so. Let there be light. And we have to use the power of affirmation, of the power of declaration to say a thing. It doesn't exist until you say it. So when you say it's possible that you will be healed, then it's then you've created the 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 mental equivalent, the construct through which the presence and power of God can flow through. But until you can state and until you can declare it in truth, in illumination, that this is so. It can't be. This is really important. Now, when you also realize that the day representing the illuminated concepts of mind and the darkness is not necessarily something bad. It's just the, the, the part of our minds that talks about the unmanifested. So when we start talking about the day and the night, only thing this is simply saying is that. Day and night represent degrees of unfoldment in mind. So every day in Genesis is a degree of mental unfoldment. Make sure you understand that. It is a degree of mental unfoldment. And the day is when intelligence, inspiration, and insight is leading you. Okay? And the night can be un unawareness but it also can just be the unmanifested or something that's still in the realm of potential so it's key that you get that and understand that again you want to make sure that you have everything that you need to make to manifest the good that you desire in your life but to do that you have to make sure that you say let there be light let there be light let there be light 
Sometimes you have to pray that when you open up the, a book or Bible to read, let that be light. If you're studying in school or for your work, before you start studying it, pray, declare out loud, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. It is highly important for you to realize that let there be light matters. Now, you know, I have some more good stuff to want to talk to you about. And um, we're going to take a quick break. But again, the number is 888-558-6489. You know, I'm sure I can take one more question after the break. And I also want to talk to you about the Unity Cruise and something that a buddy of mine is doing that I want to just um, um, let you know about. So give me a call and also be ready to hear a little bit of something else uh, as we wrap up this show. And I have some extra good stuff, so don't go go away because I have some really, really good key points that I still have to cover. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. The Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the messengers of unity. to Pazapalooza, Music That Matters, with host Richard McDesey, to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And before we go back to the uh, Genesis creative, Genesis, the creative process or the creative process, the Genesis story, um, 
I want to talk to you a little bit about the Unity Cruise. In November, um, Unity Online Radio is having a cruise, and you can go to the link on the side. If you're listening to the show, it should be right on the right side of the, of the homepage, uh, Caribbean Cruise, and you can also dial the number 800-828-4813 or log on to unity.fm forward slash cruise if you listen, are listening to this later or through a link I you know, put on my Facebook page or something. I want to make sure that you let them know, that tell them that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. If you call or contact them through the Internet, make sure you let them know that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. I want to let you know a couple of things that uh, will be going on on the cruise. One is we'll have workshops by all of the different hosts. I'll be teaching a course called New Thought, Jesus and You. And basically, this course was created to help you broaden your perspective on New Thought Christian interpretations about Jesus. Uh, we will talk about what Jesus represents metaphysically. We'll talk, talk about the difference between Christ and Jesus as uh, far as terminology metaphysically. We'll talk about New Thought alternatives to traditional Christian doctrines. Like what does New Thought Christianity teach about baptism? What do we teach about uh, heaven, hell? What do we teach about uh, uh, second coming? What do we teach about communion, etc.? We have metaphysical symbolic alternatives to traditional Christian doctrines, and I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to hear that. We'll also talk about how new thought is in harmony with a lot of the modern biblical scholarship taught today in seminaries. So make sure that you come out. We also have different um, workshops. Um, you know, are you willing to let your life be easier is one of them. We have some meditations. We have a person, one of the hosts, doing spiritual but not religious. Uh, we have people doing different workshops on coaching, um, conscious relationships. Uh, you know, we'll have, you know, meditations and workshops on the daily word, things of that nature. It's going to be really, really great. Uh, prosperity, uh, you know, you know, meditation. I mean, really, really serious, good material. So if you want to come out and enjoy a cruise in the, through the Caribbean, That'll allow you to have a great time because it is the Caribbean. It's November 10th through the 17th uh, and and also have the opportunity to be around like minded people, spiritually, uh, spiritually minded people who are evolving and realizing the oneness of all humanity. This is a great opportunity to do so. You can hear from these world class experts who host these shows talking about forgiveness, talking about love, talking about prosperity, talking about um, you know, Bible and Jesus and all these other things that that you might want to learn about. This is a great opportunity to do it. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your church members. This is a great, great opportunity for you to go out uh, uh, and enjoy yourself, be spiritually fulfilled, come back awakened, come back transformed, and then be a positive difference in your own life, in your own communities. This is a great opportunity. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you. The other hosts are looking forward to seeing you. We can't wait to meet you. We can't wait to work with you. And we want you to have the opportunity to make sure that you take advantage of this special great offer. So check it out again, 800-828-4813 or 
unity.fm forward slash cruise and make sure you let them know that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. Also, one other quick thing. I have a friend, um, Reverend Mark Anthony Lord, who has a, a church Bodhi Spiritual Center on the north side of Chicago, and he's bringing in a friend of our ministries, um, Bayana Von Zant, to his uh, church on Friday, June 29th. Um, the general admission is $40. VIP tickets are $100. The VIP uh, have the opportunity to have a meet and greet reception with a Yana, a photo op, and a book signing. Um, we want you know, to make sure that we support it. Yana Von Zahn is a spiritual giant. So the doors open at 7.30 again. Showtime is at 8. The Bodie Spiritual Center is at 2746 North Magnolia Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Reverend uh, Mark Anthony Lord is a powerful, dynamic, new thought minister with a growing and, and inspired ministry. So check him out. Go there or go to BodieSpiritualCenter.org. To get more information, he also has a number, um, 773-248-5683, 773-248-5683. Check it out. If you can go out and support him, I'd appreciate it. He's a good friend. Now, back to closing the Genesis story. I want to make sure that you really, really have a great understanding of what this is saying. Let there be light. Again, in this story, Elohim God, God in God's creative capacity or his creative capacity is the main character of the first chapter of Genesis. So Elohim or God or God as principle declares something to be so, and it is. Now, as God's intelligent image and likeness, this, it is really important for us to realize that we have to do the same in our, our experience, that we have to declare until you're willing to declare it. And make it a possibility in your own life, then you can never move on it. Uh, it's not real to you. You declare it by speaking the word. You declare it by making a, taking action. You declare it by writing it down and 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 making it measurable by putting dates on it. You declare it by letting others know this is what you're going to do. You declare it by making sure that people understand this is what I'm about. You declare it. See, see. You know, affirmation is one of the main tools of new thought because we are always telling people, speak the word, speak the word. So when you speak, let there be light, you are calling forth the illuminating power of God in your consciousness. You're asking God as spirit to move through you and show you things that currently you can't see at your present level of consciousness. So it's important for you to realize as you start talking about bringing an idea and a manifestation, a divine idea, or trying to evolve what has already been involved, that you actually ask for illumination first. Because when you can see properly, you can act properly. When you can see properly, you know which direction to go in. When you can see properly you know all that is necessary to go forward because the spirit is leading you again you know when i read that scripture earlier from <clears throat> excuse me from isaiah chapter 42 verse 16 i want to bring it back because i want to make sure you get this this is what let that light, let there be light really means 
I will lead the blind by the ways they have not known. Again, the blind isn't necessarily physical sight. We're talking about insight. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. So let me ask you, Unity Online Radio audience. What do you need light on today? What's not giving you what you desire in your life right now? What experiences are taxing you? And you might say, oh, none of the above. But let me just suggest that if you're still in a body, you're working on something. Let me suggest that we only walk on water when we spill water on the floor. We're all working through something. We're all not necessarily equal in our uh, demonstrations in life. In other words, this area might be very strong, but I'm still working on something else. I might have a lot of order, but not necessarily a lot of love. You know, I might have a lot of faith, but not a lot of patience. But you need both. You know, you, you, you might have a lot of faith, but not a lot of zeal. You might have the will, but not the understanding. So when you start asking yourself, where do I need light? You're asking God to show you how to best handle a situation and see it properly and then seeking and knowing that the energy, the strength, the power of God is what's standing behind you to push you and propel you forward to manifest your good. But you got to declare it first. I'm asking you, online audience, to be bold enough today to declare what you want out of your life experiences. And, and say it, let there be health in my body. Let there be strength in my arms. Let there be peace in my home. Let there be harmony in my job. Let there be prosperity in my experience. Let there be love and the willingness to love in my heart. Let there be nothing but goodness manifesting in my life. Let there be whatever it is that you desire. If you're a student, let there be honor roll every semester. Let there be. You have to manifest it. By speaking the word, affirming, declaring that which you desire to bring forth in your life. Then write down what it is and then put that into play. Write down the goal, what you decided to declare and what you're going to do to make that declaration. So and then tell somebody else that you're going to do it. But so they know what you're about. People shouldn't have to figure out what you're about. They should know by your actions and by your word what you are about. So when you are declaring the truth about who you are, trust me, what that does is it filters out people who are not going in the same direction that you're going. Keep that in mind. Now, next week, we're going to talk about faith. And that's the second day 
So make sure you don't miss it. If you have the opportunity, listen to this show over again because I covered a lot of information. I want to make sure that you get it all. Yet again, I want to make sure that I invite you to come worship with us at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago. Um, we have a lot of programs here. You can go to www.cutemple.org to see our website, watch the live stream on Sundays. On Wednesdays, we have our Bible 365 worship service. Tonight, uh, the Reverend Derek B. Wells will be teaching the metaphysical interpretation of David and Goliath. It'll be really hot. Also, uh, we have many other programs. We have a Father's Day program coming up. We have a Men Expressing Christ uh, prayer breakfast coming up today. If you haven't had the opportunity to get tickets, please come to the Christ Universal Temple Bookstore or call at 773-568-1666 and get your tickets. Um, $35 for men, $20 for boys, and come and worship with us. That'll be a great opportunity. So we'll be right uh, back with you next week. Love you all. Stay in your power. Declare the truth and know that truth transforms. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network. 
in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.